global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are tumbling the most since January, joining a sell-off in global risk assets on speculation that the U.K. decision to leave the European Union will hamper worldwide growth. Our coverage continues here on Bloomberg Radio, the S&P 500 index down 63 points after the Brexit vote to 2049, a drop there of 3%. Dow Industrials down 518 points now at 17,493. That is a drop of 2.9%. NASDAQ down 183 points, a drop of 3.7%. The 10-year yield 1.58%. Gold surging $57 the ounce to 1320, a gain of 4.5%. Crude oil down 4.4%, down 2.22 a barrel, 47.90 right now on West Texas Intermediate Crude. I'm Charlie Pallet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. In a historic vote, the British electorate decides to exit the European Union and... Prime Minister David Cameron decides to resign the premiership. Here to tell us more is Kit Jukes. He is Global Head of Foreign Exchange Strategy for Societe Generale. He is based in London, and he can be followed on Twitter at Kit Jukes. And Kit, I was going to remember a couple of quotations from Richard II, particularly that one about, uh, well, England as the happy breed of men, this little world, this precious stone set in a silver sea. Is this going to be a Shakespearean moment for the British people? Uh, It's a a Shakespearean moment in the sense of um, making a a political decision that will, will reverberate for the next generation in terms of the relationship with Europe, which is what all UK politics is about. So I wouldn't understate the importance um, uh, you know, at the moment, it, it's, it's the negotiating period, so the uncertainty for the next couple of years, and whether that has to go through, I don't know, you know, anger, denial, and then finally acceptance that we have to make the best of, of what we've decided to do. Um, so so I'm, I'm nervous about the anger denial phases of this particular negotiation, and I suspect that, that Wiley negotiators will take it slow. So, so those are the things that I worry about. But when, when I get to the final deal, we will have a different relationship with Europe, and then we'll, we'll see what Europe's relationship with itself looks like, and, um, and we'll, we'll kind of take it from there. But, yes, things have changed. Tremendous volatility. I, I was here last night preparing for Daybreak Asia, Kit, and, you know, the first polls came out, but him and I were still doing our show yesterday afternoon. The pound goes up, and then all of a sudden the, the results started coming in. Boom! It had its biggest drop in six years. Now it's reached its lowest level since 1985. Am I crazy to ask, is it time to buy some pounds? Uh, I'm not buying any, but but it's not crazy to ask when you're down here. Um, uh, 1985 was my first year doing this, uh, and uh, and we fell a lot further. We got to 105 in 1985 uh, before the Plaza Accord came through and uh, and turned things around. But you had higher interest rates. Uh, I, I, my, my problem with with buying the pound at the moment is is this period of uncertainty, uncertainty about who's going to be in charge of the Conservative Party and therefore leading the negotiations, uncertainty about how those negotiations go, along with my concern that that the first thing people do is go slow and and also um, that in the anger-denial phase of of negotiating this split, 
um, people might not play nicely uh, initially. They don't have much incentive to do so. So, and and then and then during that period, you know, uncertainty is not good for markets, and uncertainty is not good for economies. And and although the UK economy is a small economy, in the great scheme of things. That the, the, the global economy isn't exactly running fast enough for me to feel good about things. So if, if, if the global economy was tootling along at 3%, the U.S. was growing at 25 and Europe was growing at 2 uh, and the Chinese were having a good time, I, I'd be in a much better mood this evening than contemplating how dreadful it would be if the U.S. economy goes on slowing. Kit Jukes, will Scotland hold another referendum to leave the United Kingdom? Um, the, the, the instinctive guess is yes, when oil prices are higher than this, that, that, that they'll, they'll talk about it and, and they may decide to do it, but that um, the, the economics of, of an independent Scotland, a separate Scotland, and how they run their budget with the oil price down here is pretty ugly um, for them. So I think that they'll, be, they'll, they'll not be in a hurry, but they'll spend some time looking at the principles. So for the sake of argument, if in two years' time the UK is most of the way through negotiations to leave Europe and the oil price is you know, a good bit higher, uh, then I think uh, the, odds, the odds shift in favour. I'm curious about the, the, what this means for um, the, the um, UK government bond market because uh, there's been a bit of a rally there as people guess that uh, the uh, Bank of England is going to have to maintain a very easy monetary policy, so that's one part of it. And again, our Bloomberg Intelligence team uh, has did some work saying how good the Remain vote would have been paving the way for a rate hike. Do you agree with the UK Treasury, their report yesterday, that the, mod- the moderate path is, what, a 3.5% hit to UK GDP? A severe shock would be more than 6% hit to GDP, and home, home prices down 10%? Yeah, so I'm working on the basis that whatever you thought UK growth would be for each of the next five years, kind of take half a percent off that as your working assumption. So if you thought we were growing at one and three quarters, just slowing from two, a bit like the US, put one and a quarter down, so not less than one, not a recession, but on average over the next five plus years while we go through this. So um, that's the right starting point. Now, in that environment, uh, if, if you, you know, I, I could redo it in the U.S., that the, the next move in monetary policy is to cut rates, but not immediately. Um, so maybe in 2017, I don't know. But the, you know, if I looked at those numbers, I would, that, that would be my immediate thing. And if the pound were to fall further, I would still cut rates, frankly. That wouldn't put me off. If I saw slightly higher inflation for a bit, fine. That's the currency acting as a, um, a, a, a acting as a support for the economy, offsetting something, what's going on, making us a little bit more competitive. Nothing wrong with that. So, um, yeah, so that, that would be my, my working assumption. Kit Chooks, give you about 10 seconds. Uh, the City of London, what's the mood today? Uh, pretty grim, pretty grim. But I mean, you know, I mean, there, there was a there, there was a band playing outside my office, and everyone seemed happy. But people I was talking to, <laughs> n- nervous about, you know, w- what does this mean for jobs? You know, we're we're not we're only bouncing back from the financial crisis now, right? Well, Kit Jukes, thank you so very much joining us from Ground Zero for that UK Brexit vote. Uh, pound at its lowest level since 1985, when Kit Jukes says he started in the business. He's global strategist at Societe Generale. I'm Kathleen Hayes along with Pim Fox, and this is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Coming up on Taking Stock, will the British Parliament try to foil the Brexit vote? Even after the general election, most MPs, members of Parliament, favor Remain. We've got details ahead.